In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, welcome to your weekend. You have done it. Let me be the first to congratulate you on another week well spent. You, and I'm talking to you right there in the couch or driving in the car, you did everything this week and it has not gone unnoticed. So this weekend, I want you just to kick back. I want you to relax. I want you to ignore your kids, ignore your family. I want you to have you time. I want you to literally lock yourself maybe in a closet or a tiny basement or, or some, just maybe fake your own death, whatever, but just enjoy this weekend. Do all of the things that you've always wanted to do. Ignore the chores. <laughs> By the way, if, and if any kids are listening with their parents, which I just don't even, I just don't think they should be, but if you are, your parents are going to ask you to do some chores this weekend. 
you got word from your uncle Ryan Bailey that you do not need to do the chores this weekend because you tell him, hey, hey, this weekend's special. Next weekend, I'm happy to do double chores. But this weekend, I have off. You guys, it is Friday afternoon, probably when you're going to hear this. Uh, I had a bizarre re- release schedule because I always do, it seems like. I, I'm taking Wednesdays off. I'm trying to convince myself to take Wednesdays off and have four days or four pods I release. So that gives me time for the Patreon and all of the other stuff that I'm falling behind on. But I also just thought we had such good show. Like we had a two and a half hour Tom Sandoval interview, which I was so scared to release, but I got some really good feedback about that. And then yesterday, I mean, Monday, we always have the Soapy Ross, the Pop Culture Roundup, which I love. Um, And then we had Maya Allen from Summer House yesterday and like a two-hour Summer House recap, which we we ask the tough questions here. It's so bad. It's good. Like, how – why is Austin Kroll? I mean, why – how – what? How – why? I mean, I just wish there should be an 800 number. In fact, there is a number for the podcast – on the show notes, if anybody this weekend is around Austin and is scared that they might sleep with him, please call in. I will be, I will have operators waiting around the clock 24-7 because you need to talk to somebody if you're at that low of a place in your life. There are other options, and, and we at So Bad It's Good, we want to be one of them for you. So I am decreeing this weekend we do not sleep with Austin Kroll. I don't care if you're male, female, non-binary. I don't care anything. Nobody. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta close. We gotta close ranks, you guys. This is like Tristan Thompson level. We've got to stop the madness. And I think talking through it yesterday with the Summer House recap really helped me uh, solidify my thoughts on this maniac. Uh, but also we we kind of saw his game plan. So I think we if, if you're around Austin and he starts going like, oh, look at you, flirty girl with the cute outfit. That's what he does. He goes for he goes for like immediate comments. But he's like, you minx, you sexy beast. What's going on? Like he does like little words like that where it's like, I've never heard a guy say minx before. This guy is special. He's not, folks. He is not. He reminds me of a living, breathing version of what was that show on VH1 with like Mystere or something? Like it was like the it was like the guy who taught you to to hit on girls, like the Players Club or the Players Game or something like that, where he wore a big cat in a hat hat, like just looked completely idiotic, but he would teach you how to get women. And there's like whole books on this where like that's where negging came from, where like guy goes, you don't look that good today because supposedly if you um, don't give a woman a compliment, they will like you. It makes no sense at all. But this guy had a whole reality show about it. Um I was just talking about it with my friend Annabelle DeSisto, who who uh, was in town this week, and we got to hang out for a bit, which, by the way, folks, I wore pants two days in a row this week, and it is, the pants life is just not for me. I I want to be a pants guy. I used to be a pants guy, and I think I just have to accept that I'm a basketball shorts guy. Like, I know that's not socially acceptable, and that's like, well, maybe then I just don't need to go out. This is how... This is how shut in start. This is how every this is how every bad episode of Jerry Springer starts. I'm like, sir, what got you to what got you to stay in your house until we had to get a uh, one of those things to break down your your structure and just carry, carry you out, airlift you out of your bed. Um, but yeah, I had a 
It was like a really, it was good week. It was just busy. Like it always seems to be, I'm sure your weeks were busy as well, but I had to do a, uh, a self tape because remember I act here and there still, uh, for general hospital and it's been so long since it's just funny. Like it was great. And I was really proud. I was like, Ooh, look, my eyes are popping. Like my eyes are really like, and I swear to God, folks, I don't work out. These are natural eyes. Uh, I guess I got them from my parents, but if you put light on my eyes, they really shine. And it's like one of the only cool things about me. Like I, like if you ever see me in public, just say, Hey, can I shine a flashlight on you? And you'll see the eyes pop. It's like my one secret power that and my exceptionally small dong. Um, Ryan, cut that out. <laughs> uh, but I had to put on pants for that, for that audition. And it just, it's just like, I, I feel like I'm like a police officer. I'm going to putting pants on feels so restrictive now. And I think maybe that's a sign where I should, I don't know what it's a sign. Of. I'm not going to look too deep into it right now. That's what the weekends are for folks. Um, oh, also before I forget, uh, some, some, let's get the news out of the way. Okay. Not entertainment news, but news for the, the podcast. If you like this show, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you can also now rate it five stars on Spotify. Spotify, for me, has been a cleaner listening experience. I listen to Up First, the NPR podcast, every morning. For some reason, Apple Podcasts, always it takes a second to load, and Spotify, it's right there. Now, I don't agree with Spotify as a company. I probably don't agree with Apple Music as a company either, but you know, let's face it. Those are the big ones. Um, so if you can see it in your heart to give me a five-star review on either of those platforms or both of those platforms, that's amazing. It's free. It does take a minute or two, and that's a kind of a pain in the butt ski, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's really helpful. The other thing is Patreon. Hello, baddies. I just today finished watching Gallery Girls, the first episode again, because I took notes on this like a month ago and life got in the way. And so I'm starting the Gallery Girls recaps uh, this weekend. So I rewatched Gallery Girls, the first episode. And if you haven't seen Gallery Girls, you are in for a treat, folks. It is an eight episode series that Bravo released in 2012, I believe. And it was just damn fantastic. It is so you know, Bravo, these reality shows they have where they take like kind of, they put a magnifying glass on like a certain type of life that you will never live, like that of rich girls trying to break into the art gallery world. And it's hysterical. Um, and it was only eight episodes. It was like one and done. And it remains one of those kind of legends that a lot of people don't know what existed, but the real ones know what existed. And they're like, holy shit. But that's why it's like, I'm letting you know it exists. And we're going to go talk about it on the Patreon, which I'm really excited about because these ladies, man, I thought when I covered NYC prep on the Patreon, like I loved NYC prep, which is another one, uh, one season wonder. And I love covering that, but like Gallery Girls, it's like that same vibe for me where I'm like, you guys, you ladies are all gross. I can't wait to talk about you. There's one, Amy. Amy looks a lot, Amy looks like a proud lion, uh, much like the character in NYC. It's just, they're all just amazing, amazing people to talk about, I'm sure. So that's going to be up here on Saturday. Um, and I know I'm guest starring, I think I'm on um, Andy's, uh, Sarah Galley's podcast, um, recording that uh, in a couple hours. And, uh, I think I'm doing Samaj's Patreon. I'm going to talk about Batman because, you know, Batman's my life. So I'll be talking about that with, uh, Samaj Bloodson, who I think you guys know, he's a, a great guy and really fun. And he always just, I, I have to ask him cause he went to watch what happens live to see Danny Pellegrino, who was a guest. And by the way, like I keep reminding everybody, go out and get his book. If you haven't, it's great. Um, so 
God, so much is going on. So that, yeah, that those are two things. And then the last thing was, so Leah McSweeney, her book, Chaos Theory, comes out, I believe, in a couple weeks. Now, here's the deal. Leah is Leah's nice to me. She follows me. I want to do an interview with her uh, around the book. Her publicist will not let me do that. And let, not in a mean way, but just said, oh, uh, you know, no, no thanks. And I think that's a huge mistake. I have, I think I could give a bet. And listen, I'm, I'm the least confident person you'll meet. You hear how much I bag on myself on this show, but I know I can give a damn good interview with Leah. And I think it would be a mistake for her not to visit this podcast. I want to show people the power of this pod. We've shown them again and again, folks. I know like you guys have, you guys have bought the products that have been advertised on this show. You guys have reached out to guests to have on for this show. This stuff doesn't go unnoticed because this is literally a small thing we have going. Like this is like independent, this is like sub pop. This is like indie. Um, and you know, it's me working on this. Medita doing all the, the graphics for this. Sandra is doing my booking, you know, and Sandra just came on like in the past year. Um, and it's this ragtag team of people that are busting their ass for free half the time and, and just trying to like kind of fumbling around the dark, trying to make the right decisions and stuff. And hopefully, hopefully we're doing that. I think we are, but my, my, my ask here is blow up Leah's IG, man. I hate to say this because that's probably going to be annoying for her, but like go into the DM and say, you got to go on Ryan Bailey's So Bad It's Good podcast. You got to. And But don't don't be like, he made me do this. Don't do that. Like that. Don't bust me out like that. Just say, I think you'd be great on Ryan, but you got to go. Hey, you have a, you got to go on Ryan Bailey's podcast. I think, I think she should, but I, the only reason, listen, if I didn't think I could do it good, I would not, I would leave it alone completely. I would leave it alone completely, but I think I can do a good interview and she meant so much to me during that pandemic, that first season on New York. Uh, but I'm just curious. I think actually we could learn a lot more about and from Leah than the show has even shown in an interview with me. And I'm once again, I'm not trying to be cocky. It's just something that I feel in my gut I can do. Okay, so that is it. All the asks are done. Phew! One of the biggest pains in the asses of doing this is promoting yourself, folks. If you, it is just the worst. It feels like you're, it just feels like all my organs are being squeezed and you're like, ugh, promote yourself, promote your. It's so horrible. So today we're going to do a couple, <laughs> today we're going to have fun. We're going to do a couple of news stories uh, because unfortunately right before recording, I've spent the last hour and a half in uh, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson hell because the first photo of Skeet as a couple, Pete and Kim, has been released on Kim Kardashian's Instagram feed. So we got to talk about that because a lot of people are saying, yo, that is a direct response from Kim Kardashian speaking out of her ass again and telling people that they need to get off their asses and work. And it's, I said this, it's like, yo, man, like, shut the fuck up, Kim. Like, honestly, like, I mean, I, if, if, if sometimes if we're just meditation teaches us, if we can just be quiet and, and I'm, I'm, telling that to myself as well, but if we can just be quiet, if we can just sit through, if we can just just listen to what the universe is telling us, you won't make dumb ass quotes like that pop up and then have to like 
put out a picture of you and Pete to like make up for it. And I love that if that is the case of her releasing a photo of them, it's like to appease us of like, here, here's a little piece of meat. Go after it, tigers, here. And I'm like, yeah, I will go after it. I'm going to t- I'm going to do all the things. I am a little ant marching. I will do, I find it fascinating. And of course, we gotta, the, the, the thing that we gotta talk about though is we're all waiting for Kanye's reaction, right? Because he's been so stable up to this point. He's been so quiet that you got to figure like this is a shot across the bow because Kim has been quiet up to this point to a degree. Like we know they're together, but she doesn't rub it in Kanye's face. Now, Kanye's out there with the Kim Kardashian double Cheney Jones with the BBL and the, you know, she she let us know that she's very smart and she's, you know, getting her degree, blah, 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 4.0 GPA, which, by the way, I, I mean, I believe like she. You can be both. You can have a BBL and have a doctorate. You know, the world is crazy that way. But I find it interesting that Kanye has literally threatened Pete's life in multiple videos now because they have a second video released from the uh, My Life Was Never Easy song that he released, which is so great, too. It's like he only sells that Donda 2 album with the $200 stem player. You can get it. Like, if you're, like, if you're plugged in, you can get it from, you know, a lot of sources. But most people don't know how to, like, steal music or, or, you know, take, do torrents and stuff. Um, like my parents, like I could never explain to my parents of like, yo, you want that Kanye album? Here's what you got to do. You got to go to this website. You got to download this. Now we're going to put a VPN over here. They would never understand that. So Kanye has released an album, which is not that great, just to be honest with you, because he's going to keep, I guess, improving it like George Lucas on Star Wars. Damn it, I have to keep stopping because uh, another lawn person is outside. I swear to God, in Los Angeles, if you live here, it's just constant lawn work everywhere. How is there always needing to be lawn work? Can't we all just do this on one day? And just get, it's like we, we can't park on sides of the street for like one day from this hour to this hour. Why can't we do the same thing with lawn work? This is insane. I have to stop recording every time I hear a mower and it's... It's just the worst, you guys. It's not as bad as the Kim and Pete and Kanye situation. Which, um, okay, so we're going to do an OC recap as well, uh, which I don't know. I just, to me, it's such an easy show to watch this season. I I get it. It's not phenomenal. It's not horrible. It's right there in between. I got to tell you, though, I'm so tired of people and their casting suggests we gotta bring Tamra back. We gotta we gotta bring Vicky. We gotta bring her back. What? Wait, why? Wait, we didn't even like them sometimes when they were on the show. We need to bring them back. You're telling me like, come on, think about that. Okay, let's walk this through together. Okay, let's walk this. Okay, so we invite Tamra back on, even though she's gonna be on Ultimate Girls Trip season two. So we're gonna get a Tamra fix then. Also, she has the Teddy Teapod with Teddy Mellencamp podcast. Okay, so. We bring her back. We know her um, her business, Cut Fitness, not doing great with Eddie Judge, her lover, slash husband, <laughs> but mainly lover. Um, so they come back to the show, right? So, you know, first couple episodes, great. It's really nice to have you back. You know, she's trying to throw everything against the wall, trying to get in there. You know, potentially she's trying to set herself up as a foil for Noella, and she's going pretty hard on Noella and back and forth, but that kind of reeks of trying to, you know, like, guys, look, I don't like this person. So imagine seeing it on screen, which, yes, of course. Would I like somebody to really give Noella what for? Sure. Unfortunately, with Tamara, I think there's so many things wrong with Tamara that sometimes 
I don't know if that would necessarily be good for Tamara in the long run for her self-esteem and ego. Secondly, okay, so what what are we what are we going to focus on with Tamara? What are we going to do? Okay, we're going to are we inviting Ryan? Remember not Ryan and not me Ryan, but Ryan. Remember the white supremacist Ryan that is into guns, shaved his like he was the guy that was like even his hair didn't want to be friends with him because it's like we saw his hair literally falling off in scenes and now he's fully bald. Do we want that guy back? Do we want to hear? Do we want to give that guy a voice? I don't want to give that guy a voice. Okay, strike one, strike two. Okay, well let's follow um, let's follow Tamara on her work. Oh, you say she does a podcast with Teddy Mellencamp. No, I don't want to see Teddy. If they maybe, okay, maybe if we agreed to black out Tamara's face, no, no, to black out Teddy's face, like how they used to do, or like blur it like they do with nude scenes, or when like a skirt goes up too far on a reality show, they they put that blur thing, just blur Teddy's face out. And that, I would kind of watch that just because I would get a kick out of it. But we don't need to give Teddy that, sat- Freddie Mellencamp, that satisfaction of coming back. So that, damn it, that damn lawnmower guy. Okay, so uh, I'm back. Sorry, lawnmower stopped. Um, so then I just, I just went to Tamara's um, Twitter, and she has a photo of herself, and she goes, "Be careful what you wish for. You might just get you. You may receive it." <laughs> I love I love when housewives start like mystery posting, like, "Oh, be careful what you wish for." <laughs> Oh no, are you going to come back to the show, Tamara? Oh, oh my God, my wish is coming true. I mean, come. I there. Okay, like, it's kind of, it's fun, right? Like, this is all fun. But then when I think about it, because that's what I do now is just think about these things nonstop. You go down the rabbit hole of like, man, there's like this kind of weird sadness there of like, oh, she's trying so hard. She wants this so bad. It's like, fine, let her get back on a season, but just don't show Teddy. But also we don't need it. What I'm telling you is that we can't be dependent on these stars. We can. We can love them. We can cherish them. We will have them on these TV memories forever. But by no means does that mean they get to hold us hostage or these shows hostage for the rest of their lives. It's just not, that's not reality. And I have enough belief in human nature and humanity. I mean, but in humanity in a bad way that there are bigger train wrecks out there. There are new train wrecks out there that we can meet and love and adore. And, uh, it'll feel like the first time, right? All over again. Of course, we'll talk about this more on and on, uh, as, uh, as things unfold. Um, also, I just, I, I was getting a, got a couple messages today that they said they couldn't find the podcast. It's there. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe refresh or maybe unsubscribe and subscribe. Um, I, that really drives me crazy because I really, I really want you guys to listen. <laughs> so I just hope that, I mean, if there's anything technical, let me know and, or let Sandra know, um, uh, or let my mom know. She, she loves when things are going wrong in my life. Potentially she's like, Ryan, I'm worried about you. Dude, we got to get Bill and Becky back on the pod, don't we? Like, it has been a while since I've had both of them on the podcast. I got to do that just because I I don't I haven't even talked to him this week. I, I could get, kill two birds with one stone. Um, we're going to talk about the Grimes, Elon Musk, new baby, plus the Grimes dating Chelsea Manning on Monday with the Pop Culture Roundup. But I think that's an interesting love triangle uh, if we're talking about Pete, Kim, and uh, Kanye. Um, so a little bit more about the Kim thing. And uh, I was just reading Sophie uh, Ross's Substack, who I'm a founding member of. I'm, I think that's like I'm a member of the board. I wonder if I can vote to 
can I vote for things on there? Can I get somebody fired over at Sophie's Substack? But anyways, I just got this and I was reading it and she did this great article on kind of breaking down the entire um, situation going on over there. And she wrote this article, no, Kim, I will not get off my ass. And so this is the context behind this. The reason why we got this interview is that they did a cover story for Variety, which is like an entertainment magazine that I've been reading since I was a kid in Kansas. I shit you not. I was like a seven-year-old asking my parents to buy me Variety. They're like, who are you? What the? I thought you were going to like, what about Cat Fancy or something? Um, so they're doing the new Hulu series, which is going to come out, and they have filmed 40 episodes, you guys, 40 episodes. And basically, it is the same show. It is the same show. And don't be fooled. The reason why they didn't keep up their contract with E is because E wasn't going to pay them what Hulu would have paid them, period. The ratings on that kept going down and down and down. It peaked about 10 years ago, I believe. Um, And uh, even though I continue to watch it until the very end, but the Hulu show is great because you don't have to release ratings on a streaming service like Hulu. Remember that. Nobody, you don't need to know. Netflix will only release them, and but they'll re- release them in a weird way. They'll be like, people saw this new Adam Sandler movie more than the entire state of Nebraska combined. A hundred, like they always do weird statistics around. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. But yeah, they don't have to do that. So pretty much it's like the Kardashians gold mine because they can get paid this extreme amount because they are figureheads for Hulu then. It's almost like being a Mickey Mouse for Hulu. You are a figurehead. So it doesn't even matter if the show is successful. They can just say, well, we have this huge deal with Hulu. Hulu will advertise their brand all over the place. They'll get to do the same shitty reality show and put their brands all over that. So it's basically you're watching like a 22-minute commercial and they'll have 40 episodes of that. Now, a lot of things were broken in this story, which that we're going to see the Pete relationship and we're going to see Kanye in this. Now, I really am vehemently opposed to this. I just think it is so dangerous. And if, and we do know Kanye does have mental health issues, which we do have to take seriously. We should not be watching that, especially if they have children together. We should not be watching the dissolution of their relationship. Of course, this is my opinion. I know everybody might be like, no, I want to watch that car crash. Yo, like there's threats being made now. We're also going to see the Pete relationship. Like, have we, have you learned nothing, Kimberly? Have you learned, you're a billionaire now. You don't have to do this shit. Like, it is so depressing to me that she is doing a full court blitz. Like, you just, you were doing so well by just keeping your mouth shut and people were rallying around Kim like they had never done before saying like, you know, Kanye, that damn lawnmower, I swear to God, I swear to God, folks. Oh my God, this lawn dude. I just had to wait 30 minutes for him to stop. Every time I get going, like he starts like, I I feel like he must be working for like another podcast. Podcast wars. He's trying to screw me up, you guys. Okay, anyways, I was talking about the Kim Kardashian stuff and uh, Sophie's Substack. And then I kind of just fell down a rabbit hole while I was waiting for this guy to stop. And basically this all stems from that Variety article promoting their Hulu show, which has just caused so many different horrible quotes to come out of it. Like Chloe had this quote, you guys, <laughs> it's like, you want to sometimes root for these people and they make it so damn hard. This is great. Chloe writes, or Chloe was quoted as saying, um, Chloe Kardashian says that blaming women when men cheat is really hurtful. If your, signif- if your significant other is doing something wrong, for the w- woman to be blamed, that's always been really hurtful for me. I've never quite understood that. 
Chloe, I am so happy you brought that up. I think Jordan would love to hear Jordan Woods, of course, who cheated supposedly with Tristan. And Chloe really seemed to nail Jordan against the wall instead of the actual person, Jordan. This is Chloe's tweet from March 1st, 2019. Why are you lying, Jordan Woods? If you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologize first, that's all capital letters. At least be honest about your story. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. Now, I am not somebody that comprehends English that well, but to me, that sounds like somebody is being, she's blaming the woman. So I am so thankful that Chloe has come to a place where she now feels completely opposite than she did then. And I would love for her to, I mean, I bet we will see that in the Hulu show. I bet these people are so wild that I bet we will see them call up Jordan Woods and apologize and try to get her on the show for that magical moment. These people are wacky. They will do anything, folks. It is crazy out there. I was just thinking this all started potentially because of that Ray J sex tape. Why is Ray J, like if I was Ray J, you know what I would do? I would offer for a fee to do porns for upcoming, um, like for people that wanting to like start off, like make a break in the industry, wanting to start off being influencers. I would, because I mean, it magically happened for Kim by doing a porn with Ray J. Maybe Ray J is is the key. Maybe he's been the key all along and he's got the magic touch in terms of making somebody famous. I mean, this is just, it's mind blowing. So, okay. So this article got released and the, the quote that everybody is hopping on about Kim is, um, she goes, and this is by the way, is during international women's month. She says, I have the best advice for women. I am the best advice for women in the business. Get off your fucking ass and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And right then is when Kourtney Kardashian chimes in with, that's so true. And then Kim continues, you have to surround yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you only have one life. No toxic work environments. And show up and do the work. (laughs) So the last thing I think we all need as a race or as a group of people is to be lectured by Kim Kardashian ever, ever, ever. Are you, you just, all you needed to do was keep your mouth shut. All you needed to do was that. And it is just so funny because these Kardashian Jenners act like they created these products that they're billionaires for when in essence they funded these projects, you know, and that's how business works. I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, I didn't even realize when I was younger that Steve Jobs, I was like, I thought he made the computer. I didn't realize he was just like a really good manager and had these ideas. And then other people invented these ideas that he had. Now, Steve Jobs actually, I do believe is a genius in a lot of ways. But when I was a kid, I thought, wow, he made the computer. And that's not what he did. And in a sense, you know, we've got it like Kylie doesn't make the lip kits. You know, she's not grounding the makeup herself. Kim is not sewing the skims fabric to to go around your hips in a certain way. No, but they had a lot of money to put into this because they were already millionaires. Even when they were quote unquote middle class, they were very high, high, high middle class. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. They were upper class. So for you to be lectured, for any of us to be lectured by Kim. Now, I do love Kim's work ethic. I do. I think it's great. For a billionaire, great. Good. I love the law stuff. I love helping out the help she does. I think that is so incredible. And that work speaks for itself. I've always complimented that work. 
I always think that is just so impressive because it's something she doesn't have to do. The rest of this is all just phony baloney maroney. Like it is, it is wild that we have to listen to this in any way, shape or form. So she is of course getting dragged by the internet because like, how dare you? We, you know, we have pictures of her when she was 16, getting her first BMW from her dad. I mean, we've seen the, uh, the life she has lived now, other quotes from this, um, we're great. Oh, this is actually from a Fox News soundbite, Sophie says, and they ask, are you a feminist? And Kim says, I don't really like titles. I believe in fighting for women 100%, but I also just believe in fighting for what's right. Right. Uh, speaking of titles, are you a Democrat? I believe in the rights that the Democrats want, but I believe in the taxes that the Republicans want. I'm a mix of both. I'm telling you, she will be running for office one day. Period. What was great about this article, too, was that a lot of people spoke up that had worked for the Kardashians in the past, was saying that they were underpaid, that they got fired for taking a sick day. I mean, like, you know, by the way, you, you look at any billionaire out there in the world, it is a string of people that have never gotten paid, that have worked, um, you know, I mean, overseas, usually in factories. I would love to know how skims are put together. Um, but it's people that are undervalued, underpaid, and that's how billionaires are made, unfortunately. Uh, but I guess that's the, uh, the quality of America of democracy is the fight, to, you know, you, you're able to be rich if you want. But they've been sued for wage theft by their workers for violating child labor laws and employing under unlawful working conditions. This all goes into that. So for you to highlight your business acumen, I think some of the best business acumen you can be is to shut the fuck up and just do the business. Like you don't have to like get, take kudos for it. Like we shouldn't see you on the cover taking a bow, like just shh, you don't want people like me bringing this up on stupid podcasts. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to know, Courtney, what your amazing breakfast put together by three chefs, even though you only eat fruit and acai bear. We don't need to see any of this. Just thank God every day that you wound up being placed in your body. And that's it. We don't need to see anything more. I think it is so stupid for them to do more Kardashian series. I think it is getting truly tragic and, and it's not going to shape up any good. I think, you know, to bow out now when they're all billionaires and they have these families, these young kids they're raising, I do think about that a lot of like, how are these kids going to be with all of this whole situation? It really is very frightening. Um, but we'll talk about more about that on Monday, but I want wanted to kind of share some thoughts uh, quickly to uh, the photos that Kim did post. Now, Kim didn't uh, post it on the, like she posted it on her main feed, but uh, she posted it like the third picture in. So, um, and also, do you notice like, dude, Kim, I think is smoking weed for the first time. She had that picture with the motorcycle helmet on and her eyes are just look like when you're stoned for the first time and your parents are like, hon, are you Okay. Why do you look so? Or you feel sick? She, you, and I bet like she's like in her forties, and she's like, I just got high for the first time in my life. She has that kind of vibe, the kind of vibe of like Pete. Will you take me to Seven Eleven? I want to look at the candy aisle, like that kind of vibe. Which is funny, but we've all been, we did that twenty years. Like we've all gone through that. It's funny to think that Kim is going through that now with Pete Davidson. So. She posts this with this coat that supposedly Kanye gave her. But you know what? Fuck, I don't fucking care who. Guess what? These people get coats right and left. Like if I got Old Navy, like, listen, the coat's good. She wants to wear it for a picture. I don't give a shit. If Kanye probably bought her tons of crap. Is she not supposed to wear any of this stuff anymore? I, I, have, I still have stuff that my ex got me that I wear because I like it. I mean, is that okay? There's not some message I'm sending to my ex. Like, I mean, I swear to God there isn't. So the first post is her in this coat. The second picture is 
them laying on the ground, Pete looking up at her, laying on her lap, looking up at her. And if you scroll in like you do, a listener pointed out that uh, Pete has the smallest, tiniest blunt in his hand, um, uh, which looks like they tried to digitally erase it, but you can kind of see a little nub uh, how his finger is holding it. Which I just love the thought of them just like falling down in a hallway, just high as kites. Um, it does look weird. She kind of looks like Liberace a little bit in this photo. And I just, oh wait, no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. The other hand. Yeah, he has a full fucking joint. He has a full, uh, the other hand looked like he had, which is pinching it. I'm sorry, the full joint. I was looking at the left hand. The right hand has a full joint. Like, Kim, like, dude, you're a businesswoman. I know weed doesn't mean anything, but like, wow, okay, we're going, we're going full, like, let's show weed on the main, the, the gram, okay? So that's the second photo. The third photo is up close of, like, these are like literally all fucking things I've taken, like, pictures I've taken when I've been high in like 20 years ago. Fourth is another one of Pete with Kim giving the kissy face in the background. And then the fifth one is, a meme from the movie The Town with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner. And Ben Affleck says, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. And then Jeremy Renner's character says, whose car are we going to take? And then Kim's brilliant caption for this is, whose car are we going to take? The drama, folks, the drama. The fact that Kim has watched The Town, very excited. I wonder if Pete was like, yo, Kim, do you want to watch The Town with me? It's got Ben Affleck in it. Do you know Ben Affleck? Like the thought of her doing regular, like remember how Kim like learns about everything like years later? Like she was just like this, like a couple months ago, she was like, have you guys seen, have you, have you guys heard about this Harry Potter? Like whatever, like, what was it? It was Bridgerton. She's like, have you seen this Bridgerton? I need more immediately. I'm like, Kim, you're about to get it because you waited a year after it was released to watch it. I think she's working on the Adnan Saeed case with uh, Rabia Chaudhry, who was a guest on this podcast before, which is very exciting. They're actually going to do DNA testing on Hyman's clothing, um, Hyman Lee's clothing, uh, her tragic death. And they've never done that DNA testing up to now, but I think Kim Kardashian stepped in, which is like, that's a great use of your power. But I, she was another one that I think watched, like we had all seen serial or listened to serial, that podcast about Adnan Saeed. And, uh, I mean, that was like a decade ago almost. And Kim jumps in. It's wild. It's like, but isn't it wild? That's how the system works is it takes a celebrity to get something done. It's such a bummer. It's so weird. Like if I, something horrible happens to me. I got to hope to fucking like have Lindsay Lohan be in my corner one day. And you know, it's not going to happen because of this podcast. Like if something really bad happens to me and I'm like, and somebody's like blame me on like a robbery or a murder or something, I'm going to like my first call will be to iHeartRadio and say, just take every podcast down because I'm going to need celebrities in my corner. And at this point, I can't imagine any of them would be in my corner because I'm a truth teller. <laughs> so anyways, we got our first official Pete and uh, uh, Kim. It's just so special when we get our first Instagram post. What are your guys' opinion on Instagram? I love when girls soft launch their boyfriends. You'll see like a guy's elbow. And I'm like, I didn't know you were with that guy. Like it's like just like a, a subtle, like a nail or like, a, like just like, a, like it's like always the lightest version of like, you'll see like a, just a, just the, like the left lobe of an ear and you'll be like that is she with a guy like is that her boyfriend uh it's it always cracks me up because you know and i i know guys do it well guys don't even do that guys just probably are not even on instagram because they're you know anyways 
Okay, you guys, that is enough for now. There's plenty to talk about on Monday. We got Jesse Smollett getting convicted, which I already want to talk about. Like, of course, the grime stuff. I'm sure we're going to have Kanye's uh, response to this. I mean, like, by the way, they're, so they're saying that Kim did all that because she said that dumbass quote and she needed to distract because the Kardashians, if anything, are masters of distraction. Now, I don't sometimes believe that to a degree, but I do believe there was probably a little bit of this in there of doing this to distract for something so, so dumb. Um, so I'm curious now to see Kanye's reaction to this, because up to this point, Kanye's been posting crazy shit about them for the last couple of weeks. But now we actually have almost like a fire back. So now, like, does Kanye go doubly hard? Does he disappear? Well, you know, we're worried about his mental state. We expect him to freak out. Is he going to freak out or is he going to be weirdly calm, which then will make us freak out because it's very unlike him? This is celebrity pop culture, folks. Welcome to an amazing world. And remember, remember, there's a good 90% of the people in your life will not know what the fuck we're talking about. Like I can bring the, I'll probably bring this up to multiple people in the next week and they'll be like, what? Oh, is that the, okay, the Kardashian, okay, the, the Kardashian. Okay. I saw something about the Kardashians the other day. Did they have a show? Like, you know, most people don't know the stuff. We, we're in a secret club. We're in a secret, scary club, you guys. Um, so we do need to, uh, we'll probably have a response from Kanye by, uh, by Monday. I also want to talk about the don't, uh, the, um, don't say gay bill that passed in Florida. We'll be talking about that on Monday as well, because that is horrible. And if you are looking, if you have a boatload of money, you're looking to unload, I would suggest donating to the Trevor project, to the red cross for the Ukrainian crisis. Um, it's, um, there's no words. There's no words for what's going on right now. The horrors, the atrocities, there are no words. Um, okay. So, uh, let's all take a quick break. Let's, let's, uh, See if the lawnmower man's going to keep going. And then we're going to go into a Real Housewives of Orange County recap, which I'm really excited to do. Like I said, it's a fun show. We have we have Dr. Jen who has a cement leg. You got a person with a cement leg and you're damn well I'm going to talk about it. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just one second. Now is the part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors this week. And we have two great ones, returning sponsors uh, that I love both very much for very different reasons. Now, the first one helps you and the second one helps your stomach get full. So those are both great passions of mine. Uh, the first one is, of course, our friends over at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, relationships, you know, they take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about, uh, which is also, it's very important to do that. Uh, we'll go out of our way to treat other people. Well, uh, we'll do these things for other people, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? It is so hard to take care of yourself. It just is. It's so much easier to take care of someone else. And that is where, uh, better help comes in. Um, I try to invest in myself and those are, they turn out to be the happiest times of my life, uh, mainly in retrospect. Cause at the, the time when you're doing them, it's work, it's hard to take care of yourself, but that stuff pays off. And yes, it is unfair. And we can talk for hours about how anything worthwhile, uh, doing in this life can be really hard. Um, but taking care of yourself can sometimes be the hardest. And that's why you need help. That's why you need better help. Therapy, coaching, they 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 do it all. Uh, and you, they do it from the comfort of your own home sometimes. I mean, this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship. And that is the one you have with yourself, whether it's hitting the gym. Oh my God. It's just, it's hurting to read hitting the jacket. I, I do. I have to hit the gym, making time for your haircut. Ah, I got to get a haircut as well. Or even trying therapy. You are the greatest asset. Remember there is no, your life without you. So invest the time and effort into yourself. Like you do for other people. Um, better help uh, kind of did, and came about at a genius time, uh, really stepped up everything during a pandemic when we had to be in our homes and you could talk with a better help therapist from your home. And this is one of the worst times in our history, but better help was there to talk you through things, to suggest things, to, uh, improve and, empower your own lives. BetterHelp, it's online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Uh, it really is way way more affordable and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And this is one of those things. It's like, try it. Try it for a month. See if it helps you out. See, see if it's hard, but see if it's hard and it actually does make a little dent, a little improvement in your life. Just try it. Just one month. That's it. 
Uh, our next one, you guys, after you've uh, seen your BetterHelp therapist and you're all, oh, you got to get some Green Chef food. You got to do it. You got to have comfort food. And Green Chef is where it's at. Uh, enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. So with fresh produce, that's fresh, important, premium proteins and organic ingredients, you can trust Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Not just eating, eating well, folks. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week featuring Premium, clean ingredients that are seasonably sourced for peak freshness. You guys, they sent me all these vegetables and meat, and it was fresh. Like, these vegetables were so fresh. Um, Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces. I love they keep hitting pre-measured because they know idiots like me do not know how to measure things out. And then I'm always in the kitchen going, where's my, what's a tables, what is this tables, what is a TBSP? What's a TSP? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm that guy. And I don't bother to learn. I don't bother to learn. It is, why am I like this? Um, <laughs> uh, so their pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. Avoid long lines at the grocery store. Green Chef is so convenient with pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Um, it was funny. I got this from them. And then, uh, I was, uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry. What do I, what, 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 what can I, what bad, what bad thing can I eat? And then I realized, oh my God, I have these green chef meals. And I was like, oh my God, that's good to eat though. I know I was kind of wanting something pandy, but I made it. It made me feel good that I was making it. And then it actually tasted good. And then I felt bad for wanting something bad when there was something good there all along. Uh, so uh, go to greenchef.com slash so bad 130. That's so bad 130, 130. And use code, use code so bad 130 to get, listen to this, to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash so bad 130. And use code so bad 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That information will be in the show description as well. And now, folks, back to the remainder of our show. Okay, you know what? I do want to actually talk about Kim a little bit more. You know what? You, you, she's taking these photos acting she's all laying on the floor when you told us to get up our asses and work. It's like, which is it? Should we get stoned with our boyfriend or should we get up and go to work? Come on. Like, choose a lane. You can't be both. Like, I wish you would do a retraction of like, yo, I've started weed and I recognize... I was way off. We need to be a lot lazier. We need to stop and smell the roses. I am, I do not want to get off my ass and work. Like, let's get, let's see that. Like, I, I swear to God, if she's one of those person, people that's like a pothead and they, they're productive on it. I have a friend that's a pothead that's productive and it frustrates the hell out of me. Because if I ever, I can't, I can't smoke weed anymore. Because if I, like, I can't do anything. I become like just somebody that just wants to eat and watch bad TV. When I don't smoke weed, I eat and watch bad TV. Do you see the difference? And then I'm able to talk about it. Anyways, this will frustrate me, I think, until the end of my days. Uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, though, let me take you on a magical journey to OC. 
where doctors have cement legs. Uh, we have somebody that's on the show that lives in a condo, even though everybody else lives in major, major mega mansions. Uh, it's just a, it's a cornucopia of amazingness that I think is not getting the credit that it's due. Also, I want to say I just moved uh, to record into my bedroom and I'm staring directly at the Tom Girardi and his brother's painting. I put it up above my bed as a joke because I thought, how funny is it that I have a oil painting of Tom Girardi and his brothers above my bed? And then I was like, oh, that'll be funny for an Instagram photo. And then I've just left it there. And I have other pictures I need to put up and I just don't. Can somebody literally just break in and organize my life for me while I sleep? That would be so, I would appreciate it so, so much. Um, Okay, so Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, oh, also, Real Housewives of Miami, great, you guys. I watched the second part of the 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 reunion, and I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. I thought this was a well-done Housewives season. Back to basics. Also, I appreciated the two-part reunion, not making it three or four parts. It was perfect. Uh, you know, Alexia's journey, beautiful. Uh, Adriana, what a, what a... What a what a loon! What a what an amazing loon! Larza, larva, as I call her. Like I love all of it. I think it is such such a great uh, season, and I know they've got to do another season because I believe this was very very successful. So hats off to everybody involved in Real Housewives of Miami, um, and I believe the production company that is Purveyors of Pop, and they did the initial Real Housewives of Miami season. Same producers working on it. I, I would love to talk to one of the producers about what it's like coming back after this many years and seeing the reaction to it. Because I'm watching season two. I'm almost at the season finale of season two, which you can watch all of this on Peacock. And it's it's just so great. They they just nailed the tone of a perfect housewife show. So if you're looking for something to get into, I highly recommend that. Um, Okay, so Real Housewives of Orange County, season 16, episode 12. This is called Apples and Oranges. Now, I just thought there was like a fruit eating competition at some point when I saw this title. But then I realized later what I think it meant was that uh, Gina and Heather go to New York for Gina's kid, for Heather's kids college tour in Syracuse. And then oranges are like Orange County because they hold the orange. So that's what I realized further into the episode because I was like, where is the fruit eating scene? And then, you know, so uh, we start these uh, shows as we always do where we hear one of the cast members go previously on Orange County. And we have Max and Nikki, uh, Heather DeBro's kids. They're going to go to Syracuse to check out this college. And Heather goes, you should come with us to Gina. And Gina's like, oh, I'd love to come. I'm a new, I, I'd love to go with you. And then we have the scene of Emily uh, asking Shannon. She seems to ask Shannon once an episode, are you jealous of Gina and Heather's relationship? Like at some point I'm like, yo, I get like, how are we asking the same question over over and over again. Then we have Shannon saying, Gina's ego needs to put a pin in it. She his her ego is too much. And then we have Dr. Jen, uh, the scene from a couple episodes ago with Heather uh, and Heather going, I am going to be a mentor, the go-between for your relationship with you and Ryan. And um, then we ended last week's episode where uh, Heather and Terry had a bunch of couples that they admire and respect over to show Dr. Jen and Ryan how to do it. 
and Dr. Jen ended up getting pathetically wasted. I still don't realize, I don't, I think she thought everything was great and Ryan was so uncomfortable. It was, and then Terry was like, oh, it was like rich people laughing at other people. And you just know that's what they, that's, that was really, dude, you know the Kardashians look like they, they look at a meme like somebody like me makes and then they look at my actual life and they're like, <laughs> of course he's angry, of course, of course. Um, so that was how we ended last week's episode where Ryan was like, stop drinking, Dr. Jen, stop drinking. I need to carry you in the car and you have a cement leg, stop drinking. And uh, Terry ends with like, let's be honest, they're a mess. <laughs> uh, so we get the opening. And by the way, I am so frustrated with this episode because we didn't have what is now turning into my favorite character, Shannon Bedore's boyfriend, John Jansen. I'm John Jansen, damn it. Like, I love his intensity, his anger. There is an angry man in there. I think we all know that. Um, uh, <laughs> we, the, the taglines for OC, I was just watching them to give myself a giggle. And Gina, Gina was like, Gina was like, this? Genus is like pretty much referring to how six people have to use a bathroom in her condo because of all the kids. Emily's is referring to her closing down bars because she likes to drink, I guess, this season. And Noelle is like, in the OC, it's much more fun to stand out. Ah, like she, ah. she attacks her line, her tagline with the, in the OC, much more. It's a weird, breathy mess of a tagline. Um, so, uh, also if you notice that, you know how they show the family and the title cards, her family has really reduced. Now it's just the mom and two dogs. And I swear to God, next week, it'll probably just be the mom. And I'll be like, where did those two dogs go? Cause in the beginning it had her kids and now she doesn't have any of the kids there. So obviously that was something with the divorce proceedings. And Dr. Jen lets us know she gives the best jabs. Great. And Heather, you need a ladder for her standards because they're pretty uh, high standards. I don't know. So anyway, so we get upbeat music. We're like, and we see beach surfers. We see ladies smiling, just little inner cuts of uh, certain images you see in the quote unquote OC. We're now at a workout on the beach with Emily Simpson and Dr. Jen. Uh, Some lady is there advising them to do squats. She's like, let's get some squats. And the lady's like, great form, great form. Uh, and Emily's down on her back. She's like, I can't look up or I might mess up my facelift. Classic, classic. We cut to uh, Gina. Gina, there's like a mug at her her place that says, give me face involves mascara. Mug. Okay, like who, like that has to be sent to her. Like who would buy, like, I gotta get that mug. That mug is coming home with me. I gotta drink coffee out of a give me face involves mascara. Like, I mean, is that, that's gotta be like the weirdest impulse buy. Uh, Gina is lugging down luggage and she's messing up the carpet runner. Just classic Gina stuff. Just trying to get out of the old condo. She gets into her car. We cut to Noella with Noella's mom, Nancy. And Noella's like, look at these suits. She's in her ex-husband's closet. Look at all these suits. I guess I'm going to want to send them to her. You know what, Mom? He's in the OC this week. I saw he charged a thousand bucks at Mastro's. I was so tempted to go down there with Junior and be like, Hey, boys, remember me? I'm your wife. We get a shot of Gigi, her dog. We cut to Heather Dubrow now, and uh, this looks like it says Heather Cam, so Heather's filming her own footage. Gina comes in, and she's wearing a T-shirt that says, Did I hear a pork chop? 
Can anyone explain that to me? Like, what is going on with Gina's branding from the mug to the shirt? Like, wait, mascara and your shirt has something to do with pork chops on it? Where, what is going on with Gina? Like, if, if, I swear to God, if somebody tells me Gina has a stylist and a home stylist, I'll jump off a building. There's just no way. Max and Nikki, the kids, Heather's kids are there. We're, of course, flying private. And when I hear that, I'm like, Gina's head's about to explode. Uh, and Gina's like, you don't have to follow the rules, flying private. Everyone else has to follow. I don't even know what happened to my luggage. I just brought it, and then I disappeared. And we get introduced to the flight attendant on the private plane. It seems very early in the morning, and Heather literally has a glass of champagne. Like, I know that's her her thing, her brand, but now I'm seriously thinking, maybe Heather has a potential drinking issue. Like, there's just, there's so much champagne. Like, it's too much champagne like we it's like it's now becoming it was like okay oh that's funny it's like your thing and then it was like oh cool you have a champagne room now i'm like worried it's it's too much i have a few options for that are you feeling lucky jeopardy who wants to be a millionaire and more please one do you want to try not nothing google thank you okay whoa that was creepy as heck did you hear that my google thing just like started talking to me I wish it would talk to me when I was lonely. Um, so we uh, cut to, we see some beach volleyball scenes. We're at the end of the Emily Simpson, Dr. Jen workout. And, you know, the lady's like, how do you feel? And they're like, fabulous. Emily's kind of huffing and puffing. And Dr. Jen is uh, trying to get the sand out of the cement in her leg. And Emily says, wow, my butt is on fire. And Emily tells Dr. Jen, you look so much thinner. Which, God, I wish that's how workout workouts worked like one one workout and you're like damn you lost the spare tire we have a flashback to shannon earlier in the week inviting dr jen to come over to learn to cook healthy easy meals because that's what shannon does in a talking head um dr jen lets us know i don't ever cook for the family but i bet ryan would like that remember his name is not ryan it's ryan he changed it in his 30s um emily lets us know that she burned dino nuggets the other night so she can't even cook a nugget emily (laughs) um and emily says so are you guys you and ryan are you doing better and dr jen's like no i don't know we both we both want it to work but we don't know how to make it work we we just need our personal space and you know do i just give in you know he wants to be partners in everything you know in everything we do and emily's like what does that mean and she's like financially and uh he wants to own things eventually together and dr jen lets us know she's like i bought the hawaii house before i was even married and emily's like so he wants half of that and uh, Emily's like, do you think that would solve it? And in a talking head, Emily says, as an attorney, that sounds like I'm ready to leave, but I want a lot of money on the way out. And I kind of say, I agree with Emily. Now, Ryan, I don't know how quick he is on the uptake. We know he has some, you know, some issues that he's working through, but it is weird. He's trying to financially set himself up in a weird way, and that's going to make him feel more secure and more of a man. Like, I guess you could convince somebody of that, but to me, it just doesn't... It doesn't add up. It comes off peculiar. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, Dr. Jen's like, well, hey, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about doing a VRBO for a month, getting our own, getting another place. He'll go there. We'll go to counseling twice a week and we'll do a date night once a week. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, when when I got separated, we we did that. And, uh, you know, it's, it. It helps. It helps to get perspective. It does. You think about a lot of things. 
you miss a lot of things, you know, but then you come together and sometimes those issues are still there. So it then highlights that. So it's kind of risky in a way. Um, but I also think that freedom is something that they're both looking for. They don't seem to connect on that kind of basic level where you want to talk to somebody. And things like this scares me, not only because I've been through it, but it also because you just want to hope that there is somebody out there that you want to talk to every day for the rest of your life. You know, like that's it. Like you, you're like, I want to talk to you every day for the rest of my life. And I get scared that that's not there. I get scared that that's not out there. I really do. Like, do you guys ever get scared? Like, you know, like, are you going to want to talk to your partner for the rest of your life? And I know there's some people out there that are totally like that. And that's, that would be so cool. That would be cool. It really is. But I I think after the divorce, I got, not gun shy, but I just kind of thought more acerbically about it or more, more kind of like, yeah, okay. Like sarcastically about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that's out there. Um, sorry to get so dark. <laughs> um, uh, Emily says people get divorced so easy these days, you know, it's like, but you know, you really want to get divorced. You're going to change one set of problems for another set of problems with somebody else. And now all of a sudden you're going to be dating these douchebags and Lamborghinis with toupees on. I think she's talking about Harry Dubin here. Uh, they laugh about this. They're like, ah, which is, I would just be crying. They're like, no, stop. Um, we cut to Syracuse, New York, the private plane lands. Um, this has a very, I started thinking about Yellow Jackets, that Showtime show that I got obsessed with this past year, where I was like, oh my God, wouldn't you want to see that private plane crash? Everybody survives, but then it's like a battle of who will survive. Cause wouldn't you love to see Heather in a pressure situation like that? I think I would want to be stranded, uh, from a car crash on an Island with Heather Dubrow. Like she would get shit done or she would eat me. Like I would be the first one out. I have gigantic calves you could probably eat and make plenty of meals so heather goes this is syracuse wow i recognize stuff already because she went to school here and gina goes this is fun heather woo heather says she hasn't been back since the day she graduated college here and it is so bizarre to be here with my children, she says. Um, so they check into the hotel, which seemed like a Sheridan or just kind of like a, a, a hotel that would be nice to me. But for Heather, it uh, potentially might seem like the end of the world. She says, OK, the kids are going to get room service, but why don't we go out, get yourself settled, uh, Gina, and then we'll go out, see you in a few. Uh, Gina knocks on Heather's door um, and she's like, here's to our college hangover. And I don't know. She, you know, there's champagne glasses there, I guess. Heather brings them on the road. And Gina says, uh, you know, what's good to do around here? And Heather's like, Fagan's was the bar that we used to go to. And if you were underage, you'd have to date the bouncer or a bartender. Um, Heather says it's been 31 years since she's been back in Syracuse. She's like, this is Marshall Street, flooded with memories. Uh, I, you know, she keeps bringing fake IDs up. She keeps bringing, and I was like, is this Heather's 8 Mile? Like, dun, 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 dun. Look, if you had one champagne flute or one opportunity, would you capture it or let it pass? Terry's eyes are heavy. <laughs> uh, Mom's move, Rico. So, um, Heather's like, I used to work at a place called Muffin But Yogurt. I'm guessing it was a muffin place that also sold yogurt, yogurts. They go to Fagan's. Gina orders, like, she's like, can I get an, a Long Island iced tea? And then Heather gets a Grey Goose with soda. That Long Island iced tea, that's ballsy in your 30s, man. You know the sugar in that, Gina? That is wild. 
Gina reminds us that she went to Hofstra on Long Island, and we get to see a bunch of shots of Gina in college. And Gina, Gina works on this show, or Gina, you know, because we all know a Gina. We all went to school with Gina. We partied with Gina's, you know? Gina in 2006, she lets us... Oh, shit. What the fuck is going on today, man? I swear to God, you're going to hear me, like, hurt myself by the end of this show. Something just fell on me. What is going... What is happening? Um, I guess God's a Gina fan. Um, but Gina says, I was a, I was a short girl, but I went to class. And I just, the whole time I could smell the Long Island tea she was drinking and I like my stomach got upset. Um, Heather goes, we are going to leave for the live show. I am doing a live podcast on campus. And uh, Gina's like, okay, I'm going to talk to my parents for 45 minutes because they're going to, all the parents are going to be in the city after this. Um, one week earlier, we get to uh, see a call between Carol's mom and he uh, Carol's Heather, Heather and Heather's mom Carol. We see a FaceTime call between these ladies, and I had never seen uh, Heather's mom before, and she looks like a lovely lady, very well put together. I was like kind of blown away, but they're talking. You know, they're all going to meet up in the city with Gina's parents. So I'm like, okay, good. We got that to look forward to. That will be very exciting. And um, Carol, Heather's mom, says, you know, anything but sushi. I would let's go to any place except for a place with sushi, which they end up going to Tao, which I believe is Asian influence and has sushi there, but whatever. Um, Gina lets us know she has one brother. They're 18 months apart. Um, and uh, Heather's like, you know, same with me. My sister's the same way. Gina lets us know she's proud of her brother because he's smart. And Heather goes, you're smart too. Look at me. You're beautiful. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, Heather. People love, gosh darn it, Gina, people love you. Um, I love Heather's, just really the power of positive thinking when it comes to Gina. Um, Gina's like, oh, I went off on the family path, and he had a great job, my brother. And when my family fell apart, it was tough on me, because then I had nothing. I envisioned a future, you know, you know, marry your college boyfriend, have children, you know, and it's still, it's still, it's still wild how different my life is than than what it what it what I thought it was gonna be, what I envisioned. And Heather says, Can we come back and not go to school? She makes that joke at Bacon's and everybody's like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and they just laugh. So we're in a new scene. We're on the college campus. There's a tour with Nikki and Max, the twins. Let's dive in. They're like, this place is huge. Uh Nick wants to study business. Max wants to study psychology. Her little babies are going to college, you guys. Heather says, if we were casting a movie for a college, a collegiate thing. We needed a collegiate campus. This would be it. Heather lets us know she has a recurring nightmare walking up this college path of like, oh my God, uh, you know, and, and this nightmare of I didn't graduate, which is interesting because I have a recurring nightmare of Terry laughing in my face. Um, Heather says, you know, I thought I would be on Broadway. I really did. I start, I, you know, I thought it would be New York. Uh, we go up to her sorority and there is a, uh, a sad sign hanging out that says, hello, Heather. I mean, it's a fine sign. It's just funny that it's there. And, um, Heather goes, but my career path changed. I booked an episode of Divorce Court and then I was a working actress in Hollywood and then I met Terry. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, but Divorce Court, I believe, was a one of those reality, like the People's Court. Divorce Court was about like couples that wanted to be embarrassed on TV. 
supposedly real couples where they would go through divorce proceedings on a 30-minute show that I would watch sometimes after school, like in between like Love Connection and stuff like that. Uh, but how do you book an episode of Divorce Court? Like, there, I was like, I was confused. And if you tell me, Here's what I found. oh my God, if you tell me Divorce Court is fake, I am going to blow a gasket. I will, I will blow. I need to ask Heather about that if I ever talk to her. Um, Heather lets us know that she lived up in the attic of the sorority, which is just like, we need like a flowers in the attic, but like Heather's Heather in the attic. But she's like, you had to get extra points to live in the attic. And we would do secret ceremonies in the basement. And Max is like, yeah, I found them online. But now I kind of want to know more about the secret ceremonies. What if, what if Heather sacrificed somebody or something? It, it just, who knows? The sky's the limit when it comes to Heather. Um... I also I just keep picturing Heather Debro in an attic, just like in the corner of an attic with a champagne flute, just dusting all day long in the attic. We cut to Shannon Bedore's house. She's cooking. Uh, the first thing we hear out of Shannon's mouth: "Do I look fat?" <laughs> we meet Lisa, Shannon's friends. Shannon's friend who is helping her put together the evening. Uh, Shannon goes, Noella, Jen, and Emily, you know, they're coming over and they don't cook much. In a talking head, she says, it's surprising to me these women don't know how to cook. When you have people over, you know, you entertain and you prepare a dish and it comes from your heart. And, um, you know, we get a flashback of when Heather made cream of celery soup. Huge moment in all of our lives. And we see uh, a shot of all of them having dinner um, with Heather and Terry. And she's like, it is fun when people say it's really good. And we get that flashback of Terry going, this is really good. <laughs> Terry is just, Terry would say anything is really good. He's just that kind of mensch. Uh, Emily compares Shannon to uh, the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Like, okay, okay. You know the Swedish chef that I'm talking about? Because... She has, like, a funny hat on, Shannon does, and uh, she looks like a Muppet. Shannon says, we are going to learn a few new things tonight, ladies. Uh, but first, let's change into these chef coats I got you. And she's like, guess what? I also got you hair nets. And uh, she screams, we need to be concerned about the germs. You know how Shannon will do that where she'll be like, I'm going to teach you how to make celery. And then I wrote my voice really high. And yells like that. Emily says, Shannon has a um, a party to teach you how to cook. And then I'm going to make you look as ugly as possible by wearing a hairnet and this chef coat. So then we have some fun hairnet and antics. The girls are doing some prop comedy like a, a young carrot top would. Uh, and Shannon is like, okay, we're going to make a crock pot meal. Healthy, super easy. And then we're going to do a real meal. We're going to do grilled shrimp and tomato fennel sauce on top of it. Um, none of the other ladies look like they're even paying attention. And they're like, what we're going to need to do for this, this white chili is we're going to have to cut the chicken into one inch cubes. She likes to brown her chicken folks. That's just a tip. If anybody's making some white chili this weekend, um, Emily says, you're going to put the chicken in there with the onions are. And Emily is just drinking wine. She's just, she's like me and a kid, just drinking wine. Just, just probably disassociating. Thinking, thinking thoughts. You know how we do. Um, Shannon goes, their engagement and interaction and you're participating. She's like hitting words right and left. Noella and Emily are now doing the Swedish chef impression together. Like, That's not a good impression. Noella in a talking head says, I can't. 
I can't. I literally can't. Ugh. And I, at this point, <laughs> Shannon goes, okay, one teaspoon of oregano. And I was like, are we literally going to watch the whole meal? Like, I mean, I, like, did they not have enough this week where they were like, fuck it. Let's put the whole 30-minute recipe on here. Let's, Because I got worried for a second when they started talking about teaspoons and tablespoons. And uh, Dr. Jen, we she's going to drill the tr- shrimp. She's not a good cook, uh, but she's used to... Uh, putting Botox in people. So she is volunteered to do the grilling. And Dr. Jen says, I have a dream for the future that each of my kids cooks a night of dinner. And Emily asks, is six too young for that? Um, so now we cut back to the Syracuse campus with the live podcast of Heather DeBro's World for Podcast One. And Heather's like, I want to talk about my real experience coming from high school of being a big fish in a little pond and everyone seeming so secure and grown up when I got to college and I folded in on myself. My theater, the theater here, the competition was intense. I gained the freshman 30, not the freshman 10, the freshman 30. Yo, Heather, I gained the freshman 50, like no shit. I gained 50 pounds freshman year because what they did, you guys, dumbest thing, Manzanita over at uh, Harvard, I mean, ASU, they... Back then, they had this, like, um, this, uh, on the bottom floor, it was like a cafeteria in the dorms. And you could, like, you got this, like, ID card, and it also held, like, your money on it for food and stuff. And so you would just go in there, and it was, like, serve yourself. Like, it was just all of this food, and you could make these gigantic sandwiches, and they had, like, a frozen ice cream machine, and you could go at any time, like, 24 hours a day. And I just, I, I take a lot of my emotions out on food and I'm just, I never had that much stuff at my disposal and it turns out it ruined, it will ruin me. Like, I know that now. Like, I know I can never go past a sizzler ever again in my life. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not healthy for me at all. Like, and I would just be so depressed. College was so bad the freshman year of me and I just, like, you could find, like, you'd be like, where's Ryan? In the cafeteria. Like, that's where I was. That was my, that was my spot. Um, so, uh, Heather says, I question whether college was right for me. You know, uh, something I, I I had to get out of my shell. And the Miss Syracuse pageant, it, you know, it got me to learn to speak on my feet, to interview. All of a sudden, it gave me a moment of clarity winning that crown. And so when I graduated, I was a whole person again. And Gina says, this is the first time seeing Heather in action. And she's totally in an element. She's killing it. Good. And then, like, the son says, good job, mom. Phenomenal. And Heather says, my kids are respectful to me, but do they really want to have the antidotes antidotes from some college days? Probably not. I'm going to shred all my scrapbooks when I get home because they're going to chuck them when I die anyways. And then the whole family gets back on the private plane. (laughs) Relatable. Love it. New scene. Noella's, like, uh, in Shannon's kitchen. She's like, Bon appetito. This is beautiful. Uh, You know, and Shannon goes, has anyone talked to Gina or Heather? Shannon's still wearing her chef hat, even though they're eating dinner. And Noella says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, something's wrong. And uh, Shannon's like, is the shrimp raw? And she's like, I'm so, she's like making a scene. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have to spit this out in a cloth napkin. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just spat in your napkin. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
I guess this shrimp wasn't cooked. And Dr. Jan is like, oh, fuck you. I find it odd that there's only one shrimp raw and that you got it. You're a liar. She says that on a talking head. I wish you would have sh shouted it in Noella's face. And uh, Emily says, if I end up with the shits again, I'm going to be pissed. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Emily says... Uh, Emily says nothing, but, uh, or no, Emily says something about flying on Heather Dubrow's private plane. Oh, Emily says nothing like flying on Heather. Oh, she's like, oh, there's nothing like flying on Heather Dubrow's private plane trying not to shit. Emily, the way you vividly explain your gastrointestinal problems is inspiring to somebody with uh, potential IBS. Shannon calls Heather at uh, right now. And uh, Noella's talking about merkins, which are uh, little hair pieces for your vaginal region. And Noella's like, it's very 70s. Ah, you know, if you want your vagina to have pink hair. Ah. Um, Shannon gets put to voicemail. Or they could have also just been in the air where you can't use your cell phone. Unless maybe private planes you can because they're private. I don't know. Who knows? And Noella goes... Uh, girl, that you just got declined. She goes, uh, sorry, I'm totally kidding. You weren't blocked. We cut to the Big Apple, the big city. Heather and Gina are there. They're staying at the Time Hotel. Guess what's in her room? Champs, champs, champagne. Um, Heather lets us know she has a sauna in her room. There's a doorbell. We cut back to Shannon putting her hairnet back on. So both are living luxury lives. Um... Shannon is pumped at the dinner. The girls are pumped in New York. And Gina says, it's been a good trip, but we, you know, we love you guys. We miss you because they picked up on Shannon finally. And uh, and then they hung up real quick, though. And Emily's like, they were just like, peace out, bitch. And Shannon says, what, what, what did you say, Emily, the other night that irritated me? Um, em Emily goes, oh, yeah, you know, what I said was um, Gina said you were jealous of her relationship with Heather. And Shannon's like, that is it. That is what you told me the other night. And I'm angry all over again. For whatever reason, it never crossed my mind to be jealous of her. She needs to put a pin in her ego. And Emily goes, well, doesn't Gina deserve to have an ego? I have been there for her the entire time, Shannon screams. And there's a flashback to all of the times of Gina thanking Heather for being there. I'm like, thanks, Shannon. Oh, thank you, Shannon. Thanks for being there. You were a good friend, Shannon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then uh, we get a talking head of Shannon saying, insinuations that I'm not capable of being a friend is bullshit. And then Noella goes, fuck them, and does like a double, you know, middle finger flip. Emily um, calls out uh, for Alexa. She's like, Alexa, play some WAP. Okay, thank God my Alexa's not working. Um, and then Emily goes, no, play Nelly, play Justin Timberlake. I love the music where you can always tell when people stop listening to new music. Like Emily stopped listening to music, new music probably around 2005, 2006. So she's frozen in time at the period of time when Nelly and Justin Timberlake were huge. I love that about people. We're all like that in some way with something. Emily says, do you do TikToks? My daughter does TikToks. I don't because I don't know. I thought they were going to make a TikTok, but they didn't. Dr. Jen now is on the phone and she looks concerned. She's like, I've got to take off soon. And I just see the dog, Archie, Shannon's long-suffering dog, just like, oh, fuck. Shannon's got guests over. I'm going to do some heavy lifting tonight. Um, Dr. Jen goes, I'm trying to work something out with Ryan and have him move out for a month. And Shannon goes, no, no. And Noella whispers to Emily, 
don't we all have stuff we're dealing with? And Shannon goes, but he's moving out, Noella. And Noella says, we are a sorority here. This is as a sisterhood. I mean, we all have stuff we need to support each other with. And it's like, bitch, you just joined this season. You all hate everybody. You're not. This is not sisterhood of the traveling pants, Noella. Give me a break. And then Noella and a talking heads is like, it's literally not computing for Dr. Jen. It's not in her beep boop pop beep boop boop boop. And uh, which I was like, dude, did did Noella listen to my Dorit imitation and then steal that? Should I sue Noella? But Dr. Den's like, well, we might be moving out, so I've got to go. And in a talking head, she's like, grown women don't act this way and try to whisper in each other's ear and put them down because she caught what Noella did. She leaves, and then Noella's like, let's get in the pool. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Naked pancake time. Noella says, I'm going in commando. And we're like, we know, Noella, we know. Um... Shannon is just sitting there watching Emily is stripped down. Noella is stripped completely down. And there's just Shannon standing there watching them with her chef's hat. And I'm like, oh, shit. What's going to... Is Shannon going to get naked? We cut back to New York City. And they have this kind of like Laverne and Shirley music playing in the background. of like... Like, we're having fun in the big city. We're going to eat a slice of... We're going to eat a New York slice of pizza. And Heather's like, I feel like you, Gina. I'm going to eat carbs. I want all the carbs. And they're dancing around like wild women heavily buzzed on champagne. And then the camera catches Heather that accidentally dropped a 20. And I think that is such a great example of just how rich Heather is. She just drops a 20. The camera guy, by the way, the camera guy, I'm shocked he just didn't drop the camera and grab it. You know, that's a $20 bill. That's huge. They just drop it, you know. Um, and uh, Heather goes, Okay, Gina, would you rather be cooking with the girls right now or here? And Gina's like, do you even have to ask? And then they just hysterically laugh. I was like, okay. Now we cut back to the party. The girls are in the pool and Shannon's just like, okay, here we go. Time to get naked. And they do it slow motion of her trying to take off her jeans. She's like, Ugh. by the way, and I'm not making fun. This is exactly how I take off my jeans. Ugh. And Emily goes, you have spanks on, don't you? She looks winded. She uh, Shannon looks winded. And Archie's just out there. They're like, this is animal abuse. I hope I hope ASPCA doesn't see this because they just they would try to rehome Archie at this point. I mean, to see all of this. Archie just running around panicking. And Shannon is Shannon screaming, I'm Chef Shannon. I'm Chef Shannon. Shannon is obsessed with giving herself a moniker. Whether it be Fun Shannon or Chef says stick stick to one. Is it Chef Shannon? Is it Fun Shannon? Is it Drunk Shannon? What are we? What are we going to do? Like, you can't be a chameleon for the entirety of this run. Um, she, uh, Shannon goes, who knew when planning a cooking class, we'd wind up naked in the pool with a dog? I think we all kind of knew. I mean, this happens on Housewives shows. I mean, it harkens back. We have a long history of Housewives getting nude and going into a pool. I mean, most recently, Real Housewives of New York two seasons ago. The infamous Sonia Tinsley Leah at uh, at the Hamptons house. Come on, it's iconic. This was nowhere near that kind of iconicery. Iconicery? Iconicery. Uh, we're at a new scene. Uh, it's the next day. Shannon, 12.45 p.m., the clock says. 12.45 p.m. Shannon's just getting up. What the fuck? Clothes are everywhere. We just see just trash. Just try, like It just looks like a tornado went off. Shannon walks down. She's like, oh, oh, oh. She sees the kitchen, kitchen a mess. She's like, oh, man. There's shoes everywhere. And she calls Noella on FaceTime. And Noella's like, hello, gorgeous. 
And uh, Shannon's like, not so gorgeous this morning. <laughs> um, and Noelle is wearing a hoodie. And she's like, Shannon's like, my house is a crime scene. And Noelle's like, eh. like no, literally, there's dead people here. No. Um, and then Shannon finds one of the weed candy wrappers. And she's like, did I eat one of these? There are three whole ones gone. Oh, my God. Did I almost overdose on marijuana candies? It's just like, come on, Shannon. It's a can't like give give me a fucking break. Like, didn't I eat one of these? Yeah, you had a great time. Like, did I eat? Oh my god, I'm crazy. Call me crazy, Shannon. Oh my god, I'm not chef. I'm crazy, Shannon. I ate a whole one. It's an edible. Jesus, that's what they're meant to be done. Eat? Yes. What are you not gonna look at them? Noelle goes. I don't remember drinking that much in a long, long time. I'm having a hair of the dog, a Michelada this morning, and I wanted to Ralph. I had to tell you something that is a secret shame of mine. Just kind of like I can't be a pothead. It's just not in me. I also am not good with um, Bloody Marys. I was at my buddy Matt and Jessica's place a couple weeks ago. And they had like a Bloody Mary bar. And I just, I was like, and it has all the elements, right? That I think that me as Ryan would like. It has bacon. There's all these little accoutrements. Um, you know, all of these little little appetizers that you put on the stick into the tomato juice with the vodka like vodka, like all the appetizers. I even like tomatoes. But there is something too viscous. There is something too hearty about that drink. Like, I tried it again, and, like, halfway through, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm, like, going to eat the snacks, but I just can't do this. I would rather have a cider or, or a hard seltzer. <laughs> I like my seltzers like I like my life hard. Um, so they're just saying, what a mess. What a mess we both are. Now we cut to some surfers on the beach. We have two women holding each other on a rock. I was like, where did that come from? I love the things. OC is very unique in what they pick to like highlight in between the scenes. It's like little things that no one would catch. But I'm like, yeah, there's like two women holding each other on a rock. Just like really quick. We cut to Dr. Jen's house. We see a huge framed photo of their family, including Ryan. Uh, Tina, their couples counselor, um, she is at the door. She has rocks and a visual aid with her. And uh, Dr. Jen says, it's been challenging here, to say the least. And we've known Tina for a couple of years. We did her marriage boot camp, which is also the one that Shannon and David Bedore did. So we know it really doesn't have a high success rate, this boot camp. She'll do anything to get this marriage working. She says she'll even paddleboard on the bay like Ryan likes to. But she says this in like this way of like stupid paddleboarding. But I just can't, I you know, I'll support it. But there's just stuff in the water. Which, yeah, there is stuff in the You know, you live, you learn. Um, and Dr. Jen, or the Tina says... What can you change so it makes life better for you and your children? As a couple, part of healing is that you can't heal or change the baggage you brought into your marriage, the wounds that didn't heal. And guys, this made a lot of sense to me, for real. Like, we do carry around this baggage. We do bring that into other relationships. And it's hard because sometimes these people that are really close to us are absorbing our pain from these things that they had nothing to deal with, but we carry them with us. Um... Tina says, well, the rejection you experience as a child, the unresolved issues in, you know, you're bringing those into this relationship. And Tina goes, do you feel rejected today? And Dr. Jenkins goes, yes. 
And Tina goes, so that's a pattern. We want to we want to recognize patterns. We want to get into that so we can get to the next step. And Dr. Jen's like, am I not putting out kindness? I mean to put out kindness. Do I put something else out? What can we? I don't know. Like, no one can be harder on me than me. And we just hear her concrete lug. Like, and uh, Tina goes, when you do that, are, you know, is he picking up that energy? Is Ryan picking up that energy? And she's like, maybe, but I'm not criticizing another person. And she's like, well, he thinks that you are criticizing him. She's like, but I'm not. But we've got to recognize the lenses in which Ryan views his life. What can you take for responsibility for knowing what triggers him like criticism? When he knows that he's not being respected by his standards, would he see it come from a heart place if he doesn't feel respected. And Dr. Den says, losing Ryan would make me feel like losing my dad all over again. And we're like, bingo, that's something right there, right? That is something we need to delve right into. And Tina says, whatever part you play, fix that. Okay, Tina, easy advice. Uh, we're in a new scene. We're at Heather, Heather's mom, Carol. We are outside of Tao, the restaurant. Tony, Heather's uncle, and Barbara, Heather's aunt, are with Carol. And I am just, I got such a kick out of Carol's mom. She is so well put together, just like Heather. Gina's parents are going to be here soon, too. Um, we get into the restaurant, and Heather's already directing traffic. She's like, Max, Nikki, sit next to Grandma. Max, you put your phone away. Heather says, excuse me, excuse me, we need cocktails. She always grabs, you notice how she always grabs a server and tries to ingratiate them? You know, she's like, girl, we need some cocktails pronto girl because she sees that it's already kind of like difficult her mom says i don't want to be rude heather but that's not how you set a table because she's like upset with the silverware and heather lets us know in a talking head my mother is very proper she likes things in a certain way this is how we have dinner and this is how we speak and i'm like this in some ways but i am vastly different i'm like okay um so uh <laughs> they are ordering the drinks and Carol, Heather's mom, is like, okay, I would like a very dry, dry material, uh, a dry, dry martini. Now you're going to take the ice from the shaker and uh, you're going to put that to the side in the glass. But I want it very, very, like it was like this whole, whole thing. And Gina says, this explains a lot about where Heather came from and why she's this way. And then Heather goes, I'd like a silver Patron. And do you have lime? Do you have fresh lime juice? Do you have any? What do you, what do you have? Do you have like, she's asking 30 questions. She's like, you know what? Can I get some grapefruit on the side? Um, we meet now. Gina's family is there. George, Gina's father. He's like, I missed you so much, kid. I missed you. And Gina says, you know, the difference in the parents, my parents and her parents and uh, she's like, you know, my parents, they're just glad, you know, they, they don't care. They don't need substitutions. They're, they'll go along with anything. You know, they'll say, hey, you know, give us a nice cab, cab, cabinet. But if you bring us a Merlot, we'll drink it regardless. Max, the daughter, she looks like she's just hiding her face this whole time. I don't know if she's annoyed with the cameras. Um, they're ordering dinner and Carol's like, I want medium rare, this, this filet. But real medium, not mooey. Not Mooey, not New York. No, I do not want Mooey. And Heather's like, filet mignon to, is supposed to be medium, not Mooey. Um, and her mom says, I, Gina's mom says, I'm so proud of you, Gina, for you. You look so happy, Gina. And look at you. You found a nice lady to pay for your private jet and all the food here. You, know, like you can just tell she's like, oh, good. You're not hanging out with that uh, Emily, huh? My uh, Gina says, my parents are the best. They just love me so much. And I feel like that a lot with my parents, too. I'm very lucky. Um, Gina uh, 
Carol says about Gina's parents, she goes, Gina, I look at your parents and you were raised properly, ethically, and you have morals. People don't have ethics today. And you know what they used to call me as a mother? They used to call me a smother. <laughs> and Heather says, well, we still do. And Heather says, in our family, you know, in the old days, you'd have a, she would have a schedule and you had to be at dinner on a certain point with a certain kind of outfit. And I'm very scheduled as well, but I, I like to have a plan, but I am flexible. The difference is if none of my kids want to go, we don't go. And her mother says, oh, come on. If someone threw up, we wouldn't go. Which I love that that was the standard of, like, breaking plans. Heather, if you vomited, we would not go. I would not go. Heather says, I love my mother very much. And we see pics of them younger. Her mother's a very beautiful woman. And she's like, she did her best to try to be the best parent to me. But I am emotional and sensitive and sometimes... You know, we need that. And she did not know how to communicate with that. And there is a lot to unpack here that needs 12 hours or 12 years of therapy, she says in a talking head. Um, and uh, Heather says, my kids, if you try to lock them in a box, they go out and they explode. And, you know, when I was younger, mom, we had the most unrealistic curfews. It was so dumb. Look at my kids. And her kids are literally like picking their noses. It's, I don't know. You know. So we get a new scene. Um, we're having an after dinner champagne and martini just with Gina and Heather. And Gina's like, your mom is really sweet. And Heather's like, it has been tough on her since dad passed away. And it's only been three years ago, you guys. So, you know, that sounds like a long time, but if you're used to living with somebody for the entirety of your life, that could be like a blip. And Gina's like, it's still fresh. And Gina gets a, uh, a video of Shannon at this point from the other night, and she has no pants on, and, and Gina's like, oh, I'm calling Emily. They FaceTime Emily, and uh, Emily's like, I was just having dinner with Shane. Like, okay. Um, she says uh, she says to Emily, I'm surprised you, you don't need to recover. It looked like you're having a pretty good time last night. And Emily's like, yeah, Shannon didn't have pants on. Um, and... Uh, Gina's like, well, when we FaceTimed you earlier, it didn't look like you were having a good time. And then you did in the pool. And Emily says, well, I was annoyed because Shannon said, you know, she said that thing that about you being jealous and, uh, you know, that you have a big inflated head and you need to put a pin in it. I got to tell you, man, Emily is a little bit of a troublemaker. Not even a little. She's a troublemaker. Like, she literally keeps bringing this up. Like, and then she made it even more threatening. Like, she's like, she, Shannon's like, she needs to bring a pin in her ego. And Emily's like, she said that we need to take a sharp knife and stab you in the head. Like, that is like what's happening. And, um, uh, Emily goes, I tell you all the time, Gina, how you're glowing and so happy, but it's just sad that a friend like Shannon can't be happy. And she takes you as, as being arrogant and not confident. And in a talking head, Gina says, I'm so sorry. You know, I've had such a low self-esteem all these years and she's tearing up, but Shannon's the only one allowed to do well. If she was truly well, she wouldn't be like this to me. It's very upsetting. And Emily says, yeah, she wants it to be a competition. Heather, uh, at this point, tells us a story about Vicki Gunvalson and Tamara in 2016 where they were whooping it up. And uh, Vicky was like, we got to get wasted on purpose. We got to get wasted on purpose. We got to outfund the other people. And uh, it just it was another point where you saw Tamara like, get, trying to get wild. She, Tamara wants to be legendary so bad, but it's all shtick. I mean, it's good. It works. We all, you know, she's a part of the, 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 uh, the lexicon of housewives, but... It's just, it's, she wants it so bad. Heather says, what I don't like is weird, competitive, 
uh, issues with friends. You know, we have more fun things to do. Uh, they say goodbye and get off the uh, phone with Emily. And Heather goes, we have a lot of shitty friends. <laughs> Next time on Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, we have this scene with a gentleman talking to Emily. And he says, I was in prison for 15 and a half years for a crime I didn't commit. And uh, Emily goes, you're a beautiful human. <laughs> so I guess Emily's going to try to be Kim Kardashian. I don't know. Uh, we see a, a shot of Dr. Jen. Um, and Gina's asking Dr. Jen, like, have you ever pictured yourself with someone else, Dr. Jen? We have Gina and her ex at a dentist together and saying, look at us. We're at a dentist together without the cops being cold. Uh, Dr. Jen has a party, but she doesn't want Noella to come unless she can behave herself. We see at this party next week, Jeannie, Gina Keo is there, which is amazing. And Gina goes, is Kelly Dodd here? I think I just saw somebody, which I'm like, oh, no. And then we see Shannon and Gina finally get into the big fight that we've been waiting for all season because they brought this up every fucking episode. And uh, Shannon goes, you're a fucking asshole. I'm Chef Shannon. You guys. That brings us to another end of another episode. Uh, so Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We all thank you over here at Team So Bad It's Good. I hope you have the best weekend ever. Uh, I will be releasing Patreon episodes tomorrow. I believe I will be on Sarah Galley's podcast this weekend as well. So you've got too much of me. You've got plenty of, of me. But if you need it, it's there. Um, just remember... My dad would say, uh, no hate, no hate. That's what Bill Bailey always says. So no hate. Try to take that into your weekend. And we will talk to you bright and early on Monday. Bye. Betches.